Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, myself and Kane are joined by Pradeep. How are you, Pradeep? Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. So Pradeep gave me an idea for the interview, which is to say he is a serial dropout who has now been to Oxford and Harvard and has generated up 1.6 million in his working life. So uh, that's quite a... You forgot a B there, mate. Oh, it's not a million, is it? Sorry. 1.6 billion. Yeah, that's no small boy stuff. Yeah, that's, Pradeep's yeah. not average. Obviously not. <laughs> um, so yeah, 1.6 billion managed that amount in your working career is that right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that all came from being a dropout from school dropout yep. from you said the teenage gang sort of yeah culture. yeah a summer some t- overturn right yeah yeah <laughs> um well let's go through the the various dropouts to add context to the conversation yeah. so what was the first thing that you you dropped out from yeah i dropped out from high school uh, i think i left school with one gcse in c i i you know it's about who you surround yourself with. No one went to university, no other career. I had no idea what that was. Left school, worked in Tesco's, clubs and bars, learning sales, um, got into a lot of fights. Luckily, I had weightlifting as discipline. Um, and at 21, going to a serious fight, got hit on the head, got a bit of a scar here. Um, and then got me in a coma uh, for four hours. Didn't see God, didn't see anyone special. Woke up, I'm like, what the... What am I doing with my life? Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing, right? So woke up and I'm like, that's it. Let's make some phone calls. Only one university allowed me in for access course. Put my head down in my 20s. Got scholarship after scholarship. Got to Oxford. I'm like, that journey itself was crazy. Learned a lot. Then I said, this career is not for me. Um, so I went on scholarship monies to Harvard. Went to Sorbonne in France and Israel came back, asked for 300 million. They're like, no one does this, right? I'm like, okay, I dropped out now of the normal career in science. Um, then, so what was it you were studying? I was studying molecular and cellular medicine. So I actually discovered a drug for osteoarthritis. I had three more drugs for osteoarthritis idea. Um, but the way it works is you do a bit of research, you come back, you do a bit of research, you come back, and that takes 30 years. And I'm like, no, not for me. So I made 272 phone calls. I always say life's a numbers game, a sales game, and a risk game. And one guy picked up in China. He's like, come over. Uh, And within two years, I became associate professor. I had my lab. All my professors and all the gurus told me, take 30 years. We discovered the drugs in China, published the papers in 18 months. And then I went into corporate business development where I generated a lot of revenue, learned how to buy companies, changed my life. It told me how money works and how business works and how life should be lived, um, how you can use money to advantageous um, uh, places and ways. And then the pandemic hit, um, again, dropped out of everything and I started selling toys online. Um, that was very successful. So now we run our own e-commerce company, we buy companies and we're looking to just build a business empire. Um, so dropping out of everything. Um, so... My main focus now is to use that journey to inspire young people. I do that a lot, but that's why I'm here. So I've been using podcasts a lot, uh, guesting a lot, uh, not hosting, but guesting a lot uh, to tell my story, various stories, even if it's like from a PhD background, how you can drop out of PhD or finish a PhD, do something completely different. Or if you're high school, you're struggling, it doesn't matter if you want to go into academia, how you can start a business. Or if you're in high school, you're very good at school, but you don't know which subject to choose. You know, you back your talents, not your weaknesses. So every little anger I've learned in different parts in life, even business, how to scale, 
I can talk about a lot of issues. And the best thing for me is not to have one podcast. I thought I can go on any podcast and guest and just talk about it. And I also like a bit of philosophy and wisdom. So I dropped some bombs and some quotes and stuff in uh, because, you know, the journey makes you think a lot. Um, so uh, do you know that uh, Joe Rogan talks about a lot? There's this ancient samurai. I, forgot, I keep forgetting his name. Um, and he, he had hand-to-hand combat with 62 people. And he kills 62 people. And, and, he, and like, how do you do that? He goes, once you learn one way in one sphere, you can apply it to everywhere else. Um, so, yeah. So I thought, you know, if you can learn this, you can go to many different podcasts and guests and just tell people. Absolutely. That's some story for a dropout, a dropout right? <laughs> uh, you got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, we've got all the time in the world. Um, but yeah, so like you mentioned, the focus of this episode specifically is you guesting on other shows and really how how it's affected what you do, the benefits you've had from guesting. Um, like you said, a few of the ones you've guested on, that's great. Um, so yeah, going into that more, what is the primary benefit of guesting on other shows that you found so far? Okay, so I have two benef- uh, two kind of uh, goals. Number one, you call it selfish, not, but grow the personal brand. Um, I think personal brand is very important, particularly if you're CEO or founder. Um, and also number two, to inspire and serve and help. Uh, those are the two goals I have. Uh, guesting has helped me actually reflect on the way I speak, um, the way I kind of spin stories, the way I interact with different audiences. I thought I was good at it because, you know, in science and other fields, you just go around the world. I was a public speaker. I am a public speaker, but podcasting is a totally different beast. Um, and How so? Yeah, that's very, because you go as a scientist or a trained person in one element, right? Even e-commerce, and you just know your slides. You know your material. You kind of know your audience. And after a while, it's the same bloody people at the same conferences, yep. <laughs> right? So we're buying companies. i tell you a story. We're buying companies, and I, was, I always talk to founders saying hey your company is good but why have we spent so much on traveling and networking he's like oh, that's what we do right i'm like dude you're seeing the same people at every network so you know the same material and the same sp- speakers right so it's like okay so you know your stuff you know how to interact you can you can kind of point out different people in the audience and you can talk about them right and they'll talk about scenarios and everyone gets it or in science you know what's a molecular structure or in e-commerce what's ppc you know? Uh, but in podcasting, particularly if you do it in different elements and guest um, in different kind of shows, you're interacting with different hosts. Uh, their questioning style is different. Uh, even silly things like camera angles or sounds different. You're always looking at yourself um, and you're always conscious of the audience because different audiences have different um, kind of uh, messages you want particularly with my story because i reach out to different people you've got a lot of angles for yours don't you and yeah that yeah. is the biggest benefit with guesting is you can kind of repeat the content you said on the last one but you speak to a whole different group of people whereas if me and kane were to record an episode we've recorded before 90 percent of them have heard it already but yeah. if we were and i've done this if i guest on a different show i'll cover a lot of the things that i cover on this show but it's a different audience so yeah you can get away with it what's had a bigger impact say how long have you been doing this stretch of like podcast guesting then? uh for six months probably okay so have you been doing that enough to see like a tangible difference between doing podcast guesting versus public speaking for your overall following has it been long enough yet yeah so uh with public speaking you get fame or you get recognition and intros and networks within that special community or specific community right because you're kind of a um, guru uh with pod uh, with guesting and podcast i feel that uh, the 
primary benefit I've seen my uh, LinkedIn followers have gone from what three thousand at the beginning of the year. We're in April now. It's up twenty thousand. It's down to twenty thousand. It's up to twenty thousand. A large part of that is that down to the guesting. Yeah, think? it's it's it's. So what we do is we actually take shorts and we just put them on LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn has grown um, tremendously. I'm working on Instagram. Please follow me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Thank worry. you very much. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that's primarily the benefit. Um, so yeah, that's the personal brand thing, isn't it? Yeah, You're personal brand. Building up personal brand by you being on different shows, talking about different topics, hits different uh, different audiences. Um, that's, I mean, large part of it, I guess, is for us. Our clients come first when it's like how much video work we do. So we try not to take up too much time. But the one focus we've used is clips for from our podcast that post to LinkedIn. So don't really post to TikTok, don't really post a full length anywhere, but the biggest piece of video benefit for us has been LinkedIn because it's our audience typically and little clips, there'll be some from this episode where it just shows the value of the episode, but like 30 seconds at a time, just really consumable. And then if someone's like, wow, this is great, or they can listen to the full thing. Um, and that's the clips has been massive for us on LinkedIn. So I see why you've really lent into LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is where we leverage most of our, like we reach out, um, uh, most of the podcasts on. And then we, and also it allows us to touch base with so many people. I can get my message out, but then I can reach out to anyone professionally from high level career or entrepreneur or whatnot, right? And they all have a professional angle to it where Instagram or others might be having a personal or also a professional angle. Um, and also it opens doors, uh, doors that you and I coming from where we come from uh, might not have the same opportunities. Uh, and, and, Podcasting also allows us, allows me and the team to have a video snap. And I think video is more powerful than sound. And particularly when people can visualize, you know. We find it attracts a different audience. So what the people that really consume clips aren't always the same as the people that listen to a full length podcast. So it helps you hit an audience that aren't going to sit down for an hour and listen to you. But then at the same time, for those that would, but just are unsure, it's a much smaller step towards getting a full-time listener. Um, we would always argue that 100 audio podcast listeners is better than a hundred say TikTok viewers or something like that. But what we find is these the clips, video clips are a really good way to get attention and personal brand, particularly like you said. Um, but then the ideal goal is to get these people consuming 30 seconds at a time to actually spend an hour of their day listening to you or an hour of their week. Um, so it's, yeah, it hits a different audience. It has slightly different reasons for doing it. The, the sort of audience it hits isn't quite the same as your typical podcast listener, but if it is someone interested in that, then it's a great way to get them from seeing you on LinkedIn. So consuming an hour of you every week and also my my personal goal right um it, it, it's it's like okay it, it w they know the profile and they can hear me speak it differentiates me they're like okay this is a oh, true 100%. guy this is kind of is genuine substance there so we can talk business we can talk big deals he gets the mindset the wisdom everything's there and and the, the vision is there because it sinks in um so more than content cons consumption for me it's more than, hey, this is validation uh, uh, for what I do. Um, so that's also, I think it, it's been good. And, and randomly you meet random people. Uh, one guy saw my, you know, how to get from education to somewhere. He was in Iran. Iran, um, outside Tehran. He's like, I saw your thing. What do you think? This is what I'm doing. You know, I try to help everyone. I'm like, hey, dude, this, the angle you are and the opportunities you have have to be different. So I'm like, do your PhD, get your kind of doctor title, get out because there's only so much you can do from there. But it's fascinating because how people latch on to different angles and just email you from random places. Yeah, no, we, I know what you mean. Do you get much inbound then from 
if you know people have listened to your podcast or seen the clips do you get like dms emails from people asking for help you know potential business relationships yes both uh yes yes to both so a lot of help um i try to help everyone i can't help everyone as much as before because there's so much now um i, I have a team that can help and say hey what about this guy this guy this guy most of the questions are generic questions that many people ask the same so we can almost not copy and paste but kind of answers are kind of well, structured. You need to launch your podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, what's the best microphone? Or one of these structures. Yeah, episode 12, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go away. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk to any of our clients anymore yeah. because we covered every question in the show. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, that's it. an exaggeration, but it yeah. does, this helps massively. And I spoke with someone we helped launch. Um, who's a, he was on Secret Millionaire. So he's a very successful coach, business coach. Um, and he said, now the biggest thing for him, he's launched a couple of weeks ago is, if he's got an, someone's paying however many hundreds of pounds for an hour session, he can then say, rather than talking about one thing for 20 minutes, he can say, listen to this podcast and spend that 20 minutes on something else so his mentees get even more value. And if, or if you could do it the other way and be like, don't really want to talk about this, so you yeah. just send him it and cut it short. Yeah, yeah. But it's really helped him because he's got now, oh, I spoke with this person about that and just sending people links to episodes, which doesn't cost him any more time and it still costs them the same amount of time, same value from the content. Yeah, they have better value, right? Yeah, exactly. You've got an hour session, you spend 20 minutes talking about something that they could go and watch for 20 minutes that doesn't involve you. It's not as good as having an hour session about something else and then saying, now go check out this episode in your own time if you're not charging for it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and also the business relations has been good as well. Uh, we have investors coming through. Uh, we have individuals who validate certain stories go away and say, hey, we actually saw your story. We actually looked in it. Actually, it's real. I'm like, yes, I'm not faking this here. <laughs> I hear my certificates. But yeah, but yeah, um, so it helps a lot. It opens doors. So why have you made a change to build like a personal brand? So most people, CEOs, right? And your company seems to be like relatively new, like since COVID. So why have you put money, attention, effort into personal brand rather than like most people just build the business brand? Yeah, it's a good question. For me, it's legacy. Um, so when I die, I want to leave a legacy. I want some kid in Tehran or it's in, in the middle of England to say, hey, if this bald head bearded guy can do all this in one lifetime, why can't I? So if I leave, this is like a 40, 50, 60 year vision. And sometimes I have visions beyond 200 years for my company, right? Um, so it's like legacy. So here's video clips. Here's my wisdom. Here's what I learned. I've got a lot more to learn, a lot more to give. There's a way to give back and leave that legacy. Um, so that's important for me. Do you find beyond that, it's easier to grow business relationships when you've got a stronger personal brand? Yes, yes. Have you got any examples? Yes, because um, uh, a, a guy reached out and, actually no, sorry, we reached out, uh, no reply. Um, so I think we've gone through 800 and something investors on LinkedIn messages, right? I, I told my team I want 10,000 by the end of the year. Um, just every kind of keyword in that kind of um, SEO niche. Uh, but yeah, and then he oddly saw me um, host a guesting on a podcast. So I listened to this and that podcast, uh, we're very, relatively new for YouTube, right? I think we had 3K views within a very short time frame. He said, I, I love this about resilience and what you've done and so forth. So he came back. So the personal brand actually attracted them back. Um, and also the personal brand gives you integrity that the, the, because most people, when the company is new, uh, you're investing in the person, uh, and you're investing in his or hers or theirs. 
um, vision, foresight, um, willpower to get things done. So that allows me the personal brand to come through. Absolutely. Uh, the personal brand, the link between that and trust and everything you were just talking about is massive because we've experienced it with both having a bit of a personal brand on LinkedIn and this podcast. If you speak to someone who's been listening to your podcast or seen your posts, it's as though you spoke to them four times before. And there's so much more. I've had a lot more people see me, and Kane is probably the same, in the last six months as proper experts in the space. And there's so many more people, if they're working with us, who'd be like willing to take our advice because there's proof out there that we know what we're talking about. So all of a sudden people see you as like, oh, it's a salesman trying to sell something. It's like, no, this guy's a podcast expert. And that makes relationships with clients and potential clients so much easier and much better. And because we come across on a podcast exactly the way we are in real life, which probably annoys the fuck out of so many people. <laughs> but that means when we do speak with these people, that oh, I've seen your podcast and we're exactly the same in real life. The relationships we get with those and how willing they are to discuss options of working with us and sort of thing is massive in comparison. So I can see how that worked with your personal brand. Someone coming back being like, oh, I've seen, I've seen you post. It is, it's a, oh, what, was, what was the word you use? It's like an example of what you do, but it's believable. It's like, oh, I've seen you do this. Um, it's like social proof, essentially. Um, so that, that makes a lot of sense why you've kind of lent into the personal brand. I was going to ask, you, the time you've invested into podcast guesting, do you think it's been more valuable than what it would have been if you invested in time and money into business-related things directly? <laughs> yes. I'll say yes, um, because we have marketing and so forth spend on the business side, but the personal side is growth because you don't know who you don't know and you don't know what you don't know. And it opens up so many different avenues and doors, right? And also it's perception as well. As you said, you know, I'm going to be very honest. Sometimes, sometimes you see a still picture of me and some people, some people say oh, we thought you're arrogant fuck I'm like no I'm not <laughs> I'm like hey it's just me like yeah. la di da di da from North West London but I don't know how to change that maybe it's my nose structure I don't know right yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do right but then they see a podcast a video and so forth and voice and sound they're like oh cool he's cool and then they kind of know what to expect so like you right so the personal touch is there as well almost as well Um. so yeah so uh, and that I think helps more than just investing everything in a business marketing angle. Um, and also, as a CEO chairman, I think it's very important that you be the face of most of the things because everything's on your shoulders. You know, I always say, take, bring all the risk, all the troubles, all the stress on me because the buck stops with me. And so you should be the face uh, and you shouldn't shy away. Uh, and you know, you give back, you know, give your knowledge back, give your wealth back. You know, you're, gonna take, you're not going to take it when you die, right? There's a way to give back as well. And that links to why it's probably been so good for you is you've got such a big focus on legacy and that's something that's big for you. If someone really didn't care about how they saw them, they might be like, oh, I'd rather invest it here. But you want to build a brand, you want to leave a legacy. You want people to be like, oh, I know Pradeep. I've seen videos of him. And that is something you can only do by building your personal brand, which the podcast guesting has helped with you particularly. I think some people get it and some people don't, right? Like, because it seems like anyway, you're very long-term vision, you see the value in building a brand and doing the things doing to achieve that. Whereas if it's like, oh, okay, I need to grow my business, then okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll do some Facebook ads or something, right? And I'll get some new clients, get some more people on the database, and it's very short-sighted. But I've seen a lot of people, especially in the podcasting space, that have built their personal brand a lot. So when they pivot, so they change sector, change business, they do something else, people will still buy from them. No, even if you make a whole 180 degree pivot into something completely else, they're like, oh yeah, but I know, like, trust you. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take a punt on you. 
Um, and I think a lot of personal brand stuff as well is not tangible. You can't track it. But a lot of people that I've spoken to that are like, you know, really far down that rabbit hole of massively investing in their personal brands. Like, I know the returns there somewhere. Like, you can't track it as well as you can, like, PPC. But I know people are, you know, we've got more customers because of it. We're getting better investors, better deals. Like, is that, does that resonate with you? Is that how you feel? 100%. 100%. And also, if you're a business entrepreneur, if you're really engaged and you have a very long-term decade vision, you want to build an empire, right? And you want different verticals. Even if you sell a business, I know a guy, I kind of talked to him, guide him. He, he sold a very successful e-commerce business, but he's struggling to pivot, right? Uh, and going to other things. And he had every field he needs to go and network. I mean, we all do it. It's a numbers game, right? But the podcast allows you to have different, go to different verticals easily, I think. Especially because, you know, as I said, if you know one thing broadly, you know other things and you can kind of apply the wisdom and knowledge in those things as well. So I think it will allow me in the future to build verticals better and, uh, and columns. And so, you know, if one goes, I have the others to rely on and people will know, oh yeah, he can, he can actually pivot and do so many different things because I've seen him talk or I've seen him see things or life or business in different ways. People are bought into you. Yeah. Hopefully they're buying into me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a charlatan. Right. Uh, email us what your thoughts on Pradeep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm interested. All right, let's get into the tactical approach of it. So if you're trying to get onto as many podcasts, so what tangible advice could you give other people who's going to follow suit? How are you reaching out to people? Do you have a system? Do you have people doing it for you? Like, you know, lift the lid. How are you doing it so other people can replicate it? Sure. Um, so I decided six months ago, this is where I go. Um, so... I told my social media team, I have a social media team for all my brands, uh, e-commerce brands. I said, hey, two of you, dedicate your time um, to go on LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Nothing special. Uh, no insider network or no one that we know. If you see the keywords, podcast, host, podcasting, you know, speaking, target those keywords. Small blur about my life story, right? Who I am, what I've done. And at the end, what I speak on, right? I think it's sell yourself, then sell your skills because then the person's like, okay, I speak, I, the team gets it wrong. One guy who was doing drone technology and his specialty podcast was um, how airflow something, something, something. It's <laughs> like, why are you emailing me, right? Mm. That's fine. I mean, uh, you know, the team slipped up. What, but he knows because he's seen my kind of message and at the end he says I can talk about all these topics so who are you and what you're going to talk about and then we send that out so I think we send five to ten a day if we can manage to get those um, so we target those and it's a numbers game and some and we have excel sheet we track it um, nothing special and then if we don't get replies I think a month or two months after we go again and email the ones we don't have a reply on uh, but hey I'm willing to talk to anyone from South Africa to Afghanistan to Turkey to Japan, anyone. And I think you should have that approach. Obviously, you've got to be very target specific for your field. But for me, with my kind of message, I can be global. I think, I think everyone should have a global message, right? And how, how, how you can have a global impact and then niche it down. 
if niche it down is a word. Um, we use it all the time, don't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah, because or funnel, funnel down. Uh, because if you don't have a global message, I think I think you're lost. Uh, it's like this is who I am, and this is how I can impact everyone in this world. But then some of you might have better connection to me. Um, so I think that should be in your message as well. That's like maybe a, a bit too philosophical, but I think that's important as well. And then once we excel, then there, if you're interested, you come back to me, then I'm actually messaging you saying, hey, um, this is- I noticed that when you reached out to us. We knew straight away, it was like, I'll be honest, I'll be completely honest. Yeah. You saw the message was like, this is copy and pasted. And then looks at your, your profile, was like, well, he actually he, he, he is actually what he talks about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One piece of little piece of advice I'll have on reaching out it depends on time if your team has it. But if you were to finish it with rather than like these are all the things I could talk about, say for your audience, I think I could talk about this, which would be relevant. Uh, the one that's specific. So for us, it would have been probably like looking at your audience. I think I could talk about podcast guesting is something because it's very easy. If someone's like, I could talk about this, this, and this, and like, oh, it's not personal. Whereas if you had that tiny personal touch, it's simple, really, just see what the podcast is and just be like. The, the sort of content you do, I feel like me talking about this would be super relevant. And now I, I think personally, your conversion, conversions would go through the, sorry, <coughs> conversions would go through the roof, but it would take a little bit more time. In the, in well, the it's it's a great point. I'm going to actually do that. I'm going to text him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll invoice you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you what though, it's just as well, um, you've got a really strong account and it's clear that you're like posting clips and things like this and you're active. I think that definitely helps because we as an agency, so the way that it works, like when just remind me, I have to, I have to go through all my links now for content yeah, yeah, <laughs> after yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. So like when we upload podcasts on behalf of clients, our email address is like on, on like attached to their content. So we get all of these generic emails coming in like, hello, Nothing like, yeah. <laughs> sir. Yeah. Um, and you can see they're really generic and they're for our clients. It's just, you know, people using scrapers and stuff like that and VAs. Um, so we normally just bin those. So LinkedIn helped, I think, a lot because if it was an email, probably w there's nothing. I wouldn't have had the effort to like look at that because this is on LinkedIn. It's like, oh, I can just click once onto your account and then I saw your account's good or we saw your account's good. Um, and there's like, okay, well, this is actually worth exploring. So I think it's really important for everyone this listening, if you are going to be doing this outreach, social media is probably a good idea and definitely, yeah, personalized. Post just even if it's a set, like in an ideal world, you listen to their most recent episode, be like, hey, I listened to this episode. I love when you talked about this because instantly they're going to know that you've put the time in. But obviously that means every everyone listening to an episode. Could um, you show notes? Yeah, you can go to the in show list. notes and see what's there and just be like, this is what they said. Oh, I love the bit where you talked about this. Um, I actually look into guests on some podcasts myself. This is a bit about me. I think I'd offer this value to your audience. Your conversion rate would be through the roof, but obviously you probably wouldn't hit the same numbers unless your team had a few extra hours. Yeah. So. No, we can get someone else on it. <laughs> yeah. What, what yeah. is your conversion rate? Do you know? Roughly, I'd be interested. That's a very good point. I think I, I actually asked 34%, 34, 35%. Is that reply to, to the message? Reply to the message. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. And then, uh, we haven't looked at um, uh, how many podcasts. I could go back and get, get it for yeah. you. Yeah. I suppose it's hard because it's like so delayed, isn't it? It's like somebody says yes, but like you can come on in like yeah. six weeks or eight weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, We're actually doing um, maybe two or three a week. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I I'll say yes to everyone, by the way. I don't, we don't, we don't say, hey, she's small, he's big, whatever. Mm. Joe Rogan, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> <Cut that. laughs> That's it. Well, no, I tell you what, who was really active on that. So over um, sort of 2021, I don't know if he was on it much, but sort of Clubhouse had this boom. 
mm-hmm. um, and was doing a lot of stuff about podcasting. And do you know Grant Cardone? Yep, yep. He part of his strategy at like over lockdown, because obviously he wasn't speaking at events, was yeah. let me get on every podcast that exists. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like coming onto Clubhouse all the time, and anyone that said they had a podcast is like, yeah, man, I'm I'm in, okay. right? And for like a year, it yeah. was just prolific. Whether they yeah. had five listeners or five million yeah he was doing now he charges loads to be a guest yeah. Yeah. so you definitely should have been on there just to be like oh yeah yeah we've interviewed grant cardone yeah. let's just drop that name in there well yeah. to be fair he, he went on robs a couple of times so, yeah yeah oh, so that that's how i know um but yeah it's it does work right so like yeah. and he's got millions of followers yeah. now and you meet amazing people and hosts yeah, mm. yeah and networks and their networks and you know i spoke to someone very small but she's got a very good kind of personalized niche um and yeah she helps school kids and so forth and she's building up a charity for uh, uh digital poverty so i know someone else that wants to help in the space and give funding so they're going to get funding so stuff like that really helps and you network as well and you meet some very decent human beings doing some decent things well, you mentioned Network's Funny, actually, because I messaged one of our hosts who's been looking for CEOs. be like, oh, we're speaking to Pradeep soon. Have a look at his account. Yeah. So you might end up being a guest on some other podcasts that's come yeah, from yeah. us, potentially, which is, like you say, Network. It's not always what's on the face of it. But um, I wanted to go into kind of how well you've done through guests and how it's benefited you. And you don't even have a podcast, which is very impressive. The, the thing we recommend to everyone who has a podcast to do to market is exactly what you're doing. So if half of our hosts done what you do in terms of the guesting, their podcast would be huge. You look at that sport and you 17,000 followers. Yeah. Like yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah. Li- literally. That's crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, and you've benefited from it loads. But I, there's one part of me that can't help but think, if you had your own content, so people are like, oh, I like this guy, and then could go and start consuming like regular weekly content of your mm-hmm. own in, in the shape of a podcast, the benefit would double and you <laughs> no. get even more. I mean, uh, coming back to your early question, guesting and hosting, the thing is I'm so used to speaking. I'm so, I'm so used to guesting. I'm so used to speaking on different angles and philosophies and, you know, actual practical examples. Um, just sitting there asking questions like, hey, <laughs> how do you do this? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a great questioner, right? As yeah. a scientist, you have to be, right? So the only click is that it, it, it's a different kind of um, Absolutely. level and uh, insight. We find that the discussion-based podcast, kind of like this one in a way, like we're asking you questions, but we're putting in our own information and like it's more of a discussion, right? So we find that those ones are much better than the BBC interview podcast. We're like, here's one question. Cool. Here's two questions. Cool. The best thing to do as a host is ask that question, start a conversation, or maybe go deeper into it. But the more natural and personal it is, and more discussion-based, the better. For someone like yourself with so much to say, so much experience, it's like, do it as a discussion-based. Find someone that you consider to be similar to yourself and be like, we're going to talk about mindset or whatever it is, and then just make it a discussion. You don't have to be like, set the like a BBC radio interview and just like, so what do you think of this? Okay, next question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a good point, uh, but it's something I'm, I'm thinking about. I think I have to carve some time out mm. for hosting as well. Yeah, if you manage to do two interviews a week while hosting your own in the background, your growth would be ridiculous because a lot of our, we tell it to everyone we work with, but a lot of them just don't do it. And they're like, why is it not growing? It's like, well, what podcast have you been on recently? Uh, <laughs> or they'll go on ones that are completely unrelated to what, what they talk about is. So if you can find a podcast that's related to the same stuff you talk about, that audience is so valuable. Um, and you like you say you have different angles, which is why if you had your own show which covered those angles or went specific down one route, then being on these shows and at the end just be like, oh yeah, check out my podcast because you're already on the podcast platform. Such little friction. Whereas we promote on LinkedIn to get someone to go from a little video through to a leave LinkedIn to then listen to a whole podcast. 
it doesn't doesn't happen with everyone. But if you're already on the podcast platform, it's a lot less friction. They've already listened to podcasts. No, personally, I think also guesting allows me. Um, I, even if I had my own podcast, I didn't want to do one specific thing: e-commerce. You know, right. just broad and just get random people in and talk about random things. And because at the end of the day, I just feel like everything and everyone is just going towards one direction. Uh, trying to succeed or trying to learn themselves and how the world works and then making both parallel grow. It's personal development and also what I call perception development and how they're all growing together. So it's just fascinating because I think you learn so much more when you're in different angles and different fields. And so that's why I think, you know, hosting might be also like guesting different things for me, personally, me. Normally we'd recommend against it because it's not a niche audience, but if you still do the guesting, then that'll be fine because usually getting someone to go from that podcast to your own is not so much about the niche. It's just like they've, if they, in the first half an hour, think, oh, I like this guy. And then you say, I've got my own podcast. They probably don't care what it's about. They want to listen to for you. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you were doing any guesting, that's when we're like, well, be super niche so you can hit a certain amount of people. But you can be broad if you're going to still put that effort into guesting because you'll, na- well, no, no matter what it's about, you'll grow. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was in China, I was VP. Um, I had the opportunity and budget to bring people in to talk to the teams, right? I never brought another CEO, VP, or a head of research from Pharma Biotech. I brought circuits, uh, circus managers uh, because they pack up things and move different locations, unpack, coordinate all these people, do an amazing show, pack and go. Operationally, that's logistically, that's brilliant. So it's a different angle, right? Like, and people are like, oh, this works in our field as well. I brought a musician, how she looks at music and the way she, we look at data, a scientist, different form of thinking. So it really opens eyes, people's eyes and also it makes an impact because it's different. I really like the idea of a perception podcast and then going into that. So like the overarching thing is like business perception or life perception, whatever you want to call it, but it could be for anyone really. And then you go into those things like you mentioned about the circus or like listen to the music, these things that you wouldn't, normally perceive and wouldn't think oh that works in business too so having a podcast around that where you speak have unique conversations about different things and like like you say the perception focusing on the perception and you can do it from a very conversational point of view like we mentioned rather than just asking questions yeah i'm interested to see what other tips you have for everyone so you've come dressed to the nine look fantastic lovely suit made me feel very underdressed (laughs) in our own studio as well got some lovely chocolates as well it's the first ever guest to actually bring us something you you know what i i actually woke up this i run and go to the gym there's a greek boutique um kind of pastry shop i got you guys 30 boutique greek biscuits and I forgot it at home. <laughs> then you have I was, to stop. was that actually dropping? Uh, yeah. Then I was going, I'm like, st- I started told the driver, stop. All right. And then I was like, oh, I was really pissed off. Right. Uh, and then I had to go to MS and brought them some chocolate. So next time I want to bring the Greek um, sweets. I was really pissed off on the journey here. Yeah. I'll send but, you the address. You just yeah. Send them <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it anyway. But look, so those, when you gave them to us, you said you learned that in China. Can you give us a bit of background on to why you do these things, why you think it's important and any other things you do every time you're a guest that just leaves an impression or you think helps? Yeah, perception is everything. Um, growing up, you know, in a council estate and then going to different places like Oxford and Harvard. So I'll give you a um, story. One of my lecturers is a really nice guy and I was at a very small polytech university. He's like, hey, you're bright, but how are you going to get to Oxford? 
I looked at him and I said, I'm going to take the train from Paddington. (laughs) 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 So that summer, I dressed up and I just went to Oxford. And I just shook hands and just felt Oxford, right? Just felt. And I'm a big believer in mantras, affirmations and so forth, right? Um, And I was like, oh, this is fine. Um, So when I was at Oxford, everyone's like, don't go to Harvard. There's like these crazy like Chinese American individuals who work 24 hours I'm like they work because they know I work right so I stayed up my scholarship money we didn't have much and I went on a plane stayed at a hostel right for three days just went to run Harvard again just me I'm like oh these are just human beings I got my kind of Fulbright scholarship at Harvard so you don't know what you don't know and the only data you have is what you witness through your five senses right so I said perception is everything. So you feel it and you go, right? And I think there's only two things, uh, two chances you impact people. First time they look at you and also the, the first time you open your mouth, right? And how you articulate yourself. Um, so put your best foot forward. Dress well. I feel very comfortable here um, like this uh, and speak well and just go there. Um, I'm not... A, <laughs> big believer in notes or questions and so forth when I go into guesting. Um, so I kind of loosely know what they do uh, and loosely talk to them about talking points or questions or we might. But my main, I want to help and serve the host and get their message and help their audience. I come from a very selfless point of view. So I go there and I kind of market and spin that. Uh, but those are the things I do uh, on a day-to-day. Perception is everything. Uh, I dress well. Uh, I might not do suit and tie at all, but I always have a blazer shirt. Sometimes I'm at home, I have shorts underneath. Me. Like, As long as they don't tell me to stand up, I'm fine. <laughs> don't have to see my hairy legs. <laughs> but yeah, smart, dress well, articulate well, talking points, questions and so forth. Uh, but yeah, just make sure you put your best foot forward. We're really passionate about the point you made where you kind of go into it without any notes or the no, notes are okay, but this when, is just for show. This isn't even turned on, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, turn it right. <laughs> Zero yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it forces you to have more of a conversation because it's easy. I've done it before. If you've got notes, you end up just reading them like, and becoming like an interview, like a BBC interview. Whereas if we've got maybe a couple of bullet points, we'd had a conversation before, like what angle do we want to take in this podcast? That's all, that's all we had. Um, because it, it forces you to get more involved, involved in the conversation, which a lot of hosts don't do. And it becomes a much better episode, more discussion-based, which is the aim that we go for. Anyway. Yeah. It's like a good date. <laughs> right? <That's true. laughs> don't get any ideas, guys. <laughs> Not again. I had a joke about this. <laughs> You're really getting a reputation. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, no, get a convo going, I think. And also, it, you can see the banter going back and forth and talking and so forth. And sometimes... Uh, the host might put you off or say a question that you didn't see coming or if you um, have a point you don't see coming um, I think you just have to be composed and just be natural and just deal it the way you deal with it uh, with a person you know um, or a stranger that you met on a date once or whatnot, right? That's the angle I take and just be honest and be transparent sometimes also by saying I don't know is okay as well and then they'll come back and say, oh, what do you think about this? La, 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 la. Have you ever had a bad experience? Mm, mm, no, I had moments of silence, but, you know, I'm a great wing, a winger. Like, <laughs> I'll just go around it. But no real bad experiences. 
Uh, by the way, sometimes when you go on guesting, people do a pre-interview. Mm-hmm. What are your guess- thoughts on those? Fantastic. So it allows us to get to know each other and so forth, have a chat and so forth. Absolutely fine. But don't get disappointed if they never come back to you. Because we have guests that I think I've done 45 minutes of a pre-interview, never got back to me. Not cool. But he knows now, he or she, well, he knows now, right, who I am and uh, and also another guy done the same thing, but he got back to me, I think three or four months later and we arranged something because of the new season. So yeah, uh, those pre-interviews are fine because they're trying to get to know you and they're quite confident as well that if there's kind of a rapport and they can talk about certain things. Yeah, it gives you that idea so you don't need to do loads of notes, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, it's going to be about this and then you can go straight into it. Mm. I wouldn't sit on a pre-interview for 45 minutes, I don't think, because that's so much time for... I think I was just a riveting them. date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going. Like, oh. You saw those hairy legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I record this because this is the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually did, I actually did. I, I thought he's... I'm like, is this a... Because it was quite late um, and I was like, are you going to record this? Because it t- turned out to be a fantastic convo. At the end, he's like, oh God, I wish we recorded this. I'm like, well, yeah, pre-interview, yeah. It's fine, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're growing the personal brand, so plug yourself. Um, so where can everyone find you? And then we'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, so it's PK Sassy Darren um, at all the social media um, kind of platforms. Which one do you want us to link? The LinkedIn and the Instagram are those the two main ones? Yeah, Instagram and LinkedIn. And my long full name, Pradeep Kumar Sassy Darren on a LinkedIn. Awesome. What sort of shows are you trying to get onto? Because there's a lot of podcasters that listen to this show. So Anything and everything. I think the next one's interesting because we're going into a kind of a speech um, therapy podcast. I have some struggles with that. So that's to be interesting as well. Um, we're going to some children's charities. Anything and everything that can help people. Amazing. Great stuff. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time. All right. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers, you very guys. much. Thank you. Thank you.